Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight we're going to try to talk some baseball with you, even though there's really not a whole lot going on since the lockout continues day whatever we'll just call it day 69 i don't know what day it is uh tonight we have uh carlos back with us carlos how you doing i'm doing good fellas sounds like i'm doing a little bit better than y'all up there with the weather y'all got going on yeah yeah been a bunch of flooding a bunch of now it's turning cold and uh, that's great great stuff i hope you enjoy your golf tomorrow you son of a uh <laughs> We also, we also, my boss might be listening. We also have Doug Gray back with us. Doug, how are you? It's it's been a rough day, but uh, I'm doing good just 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 right now. But earlier today sucked. Yeah, we won't. We, I mean, we don't want to tell your business to people, but yeah, it sucked. I can tell. We also yes. got we also got Branch on. Branch, how are you doing? Sorry for messing you up, Jeff. Pass. I just got an alert that Jeff Passon had tweeted something. Oh yeah, and I was going. I was going to look at it, so we'll check it out together, and I'll tell you all I'm fucking doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd wandered away from the Skype app for a second. Uh, okay, I see the tweet you're talking and, about. We'll talk, yeah, we'll talk perhaps about that. every day as early as Monday. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah, multiple honors, blah, 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 yeah. yeah. So basically, okay. so yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing wonderful as a baseball fan. Um, <laughs> stab my goddamn eyeballs out, please. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a bit extreme, but um, well, seriously. <laughs> so day, we're just, like I said, we're just gonna call it day sixty nine. I don't know exactly what day of the lockout it is. It's probably more than that. Um. Not a whole lot of movement in terms of negotiations. Today, uh, I believe the meeting lasted 15 minutes, which, hey, bet you can get a lot done in 15 minutes. Maybe three times. Um, but Jeff Passon, as, as, as Branch was saying, uh, just tweeted where this is Thursday night. Um, just tweeted that. Uh, MLB and the Players Association are going to hold multiple sessions starting as early as Monday, hoping to get uh, a deal by the unofficial February 28th deadline in order to start uh, the season on time, uh, just to give the players four weeks of spring training. Carlos, as a former player, you have keen insight as a former uh, member of the MLBPA. What are your thoughts on... One, the negotiations to this point, and two, what we just talked about, that there are actually going to be multiple sessions scheduled now. Um, I'll, I'll start with the second half. I mean, that's that's a good thing. At least they're scheduling multiple, and it sounds like they're finally serious. But back to the first part is, like, negotiations. What were we doing the first 45 days? What were we waiting for? What was that whole... What was the point of that? I don't understand what the owners were doing. 
Right. The, the owners Fostering. locked owners locked him out and then didn't present anything for a month and a half. And then now yeah. all of a sudden there's this big urgency. Well, yeah. Pitchers and catchers were supposed to have reported by now. So many things that don't make sense. Like, like I don't seriously, I don't understand their perspective on what they're doing and the reasons why they won't. I mean, we could go on and on on each subject. I mean, all the way from not bringing an offer to the table for that long and then for trying not to invest in your future players, right. trying to like it's, it's wild. The whole thing. It's not good faith. What's the what's the harm in negotiating a good faith? Yeah. If if you, go ahead, Doug. So you, you can't break the union if you negotiate in good faith. And that's what they're trying to do is to break the union, period. That's what they want. That's what they're trying to do. They don't really care about the short-term loss because they know in the long term, if they break the union, then they'll save hundreds of millions of dollars a year rather than saving $40 million or losing you know, $20, $30, 40000000 million in April. I just – they're not going to break the union. <laughs> I mean they might but, uh, think they can, but they... the MLBPA is one of the strongest yeah. unions of any – organized labor not just in sports of any organized labor yeah i mean in sports i'm not sure anybody's even remotely close to them right branch your thoughts i i i mean i'm not 100 certain they're trying to break the union i, I mean they, they would to, love it if they could <laughs> they would they would but but i think they're they're trying to not give anything they've given up in the last couple collective bargaining agreements and that the players are in a situation now where they know they lost badly. Maybe they didn't see they were going to lose badly. They just did. And they've got to make up ground, which makes me think that it's going to end up being very ugly because it's hard to give up something you've already negotiated for. Well, I I don't think uh, Rob Manfred did anybody any favors when he had that press conference last week where, Uh Especially the the comment where uh, somebody brought up that it was that forty five days or month and a half, whatever it was, from the time the lockout was till the first meeting, and his response was, "Well, the phone works both ways." And I'm like, "You're the one who locked them out. Of course, they're going to wait for you to call." I mean, it just you're doing so much harm to your product. I mean, I honestly think this is going to get really bad before it gets better. I, I just the 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 2020 season gave us a glimpse into how bad things are between both both parties. And yeah, it, it's easy to say they're leaving a bunch of money on the table, but man, it takes a lot. Showed us that. 2020 also showed us that it only takes 60 games for them to make money. Yeah. 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 You're, you're right there. Yeah. And, and I, I think we're probably looking, you know, June-ish, you know, because if the own, the owners are still counting on, if they get 14 game playoffs and they can start in June, they know they can at least turn a profit. I, I don't know the ins and outs of the RSN stuff i know there's some penalties that come into play at some point i just don't know the ins and outs of it but you know it, it it's a matter of whether or not the players are willing to make it really hurt the owners 
well, to get and, their way. I mean, they, they will eventually do it. But if they can hold out to August, they'll get it. But they've got to hold out to August. Here's and why. And it I'm seems sorry, like the players that. are trying. It seems like the players are trying. And the owners are just like, well, we're just going to hold them and try to get that June date. That's what it seems like to me. I just I don't agree with the strategy the owners have been using. If your goal is to make gains in negotiations, not negotiating is one way not to make gains, for one. And then the players didn't accept their first or, you know, very smallly modified second proposal. So they immediately try to go to mediation and get a mediator in. No, that's not how you negotiate. If you negotiate in good faith, yeah, it's a give and take. But the bottom line is the players want to play. The owners want to make the money. What's happening now doesn't help anybody. And the owners are just, I don't know if they're just too stubborn or too stupid to see that. You can't be stupid if you're a billionaire. Yes, you can. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to jump in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was teeing that one up. Go ahead, Carlos. They're not They're not used to being told what to do, so they absolutely hate the union. You know, like, you know, we've got power, and, and they hate that. Yeah. And, you know, in Castellini's produce business or whatever it is that he's doing, how many people get to tell him, no, we're going on strike? You you never make you never make enough money to buy a baseball team without stepping on people's necks. There's no way it just doesn't happen. And he stepped, and I can tell you exactly how he did it. Oh yeah, he stepped. He stepped on truck drivers' necks. That's how he did it. And they just I mean, laid, they just announced they're laying off like 150 people at his produce company. Yeah, because truck drivers are now asking for seventeen dollars an hour. That's that's why he. They they passed a law in 1989, I think it was, that said any truck that was under 7,200 pounds, or or you know 72, you know thousand pounds or whatever, um, didn't need a CDL driver. So you could make produce trucks on a single axle that could do that, and that's how Castellini made his money. But you and you also didn't have to have a CDL to drive those anymore. I think they've upped it to like 12,000 pounds, but it's still in the same realm and that's it he just took advantage of the laws that were there and made sure he didn't have to pay cdl drivers to actually drive to get produce somewhere and cut the market and that's just standing on people's necks that's how he did it you know i mean but he owns a baseball team so yay whatever i always wonder he owns the controlling share of the Reds, but he only owns something like, I want to say so, something less than like 15% of the actual team. I, I mean, I can't, I've not been able to confirm this, but I heard it from a good source that he, he has 15% share of the team. And that's the most, that's the largest share. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the Williams brothers each have 12 and a half percent of the team, but he has the, but Castellini has the controlling share. So even if somebody were to acquire the other eighty-five percent of the team somehow, he still uh, Castellini would still be in charge. I just wonder what the other, what the other owners think of that. You know what I mean? The other owners of the Reds, like, is this like a? It can't be a democracy, <laughs> but. Is this uh, what Castellini says goes, or is there any leeway with the other owners? Do you know? 
that I don't know. Um, I'd imagine that the, the Williams brothers, for example, probably have some leeway um, because they have such a large percentage. Uh, they probably got good money tied up into it. Um, I'm not sure if anybody else would kind of have any kind of, you know, leeway with that because, I mean, it, I, at that point, I mean, does anybody else even have 10% of the team? Right. I mean, if you if you look at the 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 ownership header in the in the media guide, there's like 19 companies and individuals listed in the ownership group, and you know some of them are just actual individuals, you know, like oh Jeff Weiler's on there, yeah, Castellini, the Williams brothers, but then there's like ABC Baseball Group, CDF Baseball Group, and it's like okay, well how many people are in that group of people that have this small minority share of the team? So it's like you know there might be 50 people in the ownership group for the Reds. And it's, it's, not, it's not like Twitter a Steve Cohen situation there. where there's one guy who just, hey, I own the team. There's like a bunch of people that own the Reds. And I, I think that's probably, I mean, that, that that probably doesn't play in favor of the Reds too much because you, you don't have that one guy that can just be like, hey, we're going to do this. Here's the money. Let's do it. I like Carlos's idea. We need to get somebody on the inside to attend the shareholders meetings. I mean, well, yeah. who, who, who can grow a mustache real quick? <laughs> Not me. Well, even, even now, amongst the baseball, amongst the baseball owners, I mean, what, how many teams does it have to take? Can, can, you know, form an alliance and say, Hey, we're going to fight for this, this, and this and stop any agreement from going forward. Um, you need 23 votes to approve it. So if you yeah. can get eight owners together, um, they can basically stop anything in the CBA. If they so want. basically, the Reds, Milwaukee. Well, I've heard that that Tampa Bob, Bay, Bob Nutting of the the of the Pirates is really big on trying to ram home a much better deal for the owners, along with uh, um, what's it, the Wilpons and yeah. There's going to be some of your smaller market teams that are holding everything up because you know damn good and well the Mets and the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Cubs they don't give a good goddamn. Well, that, that's spend, a, that's a theory I've seen floated out there is that there's there's enough people in ownership groups that are trying to stop Steve Cohen from just being like I'm doing what I want. Yeah, but he he's got yeah. so much more money than any other owner. Like yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. Care. And they, they yeah. don't want it to be a 1998 New York Yankees situation where they're spending $200 million and nobody else in the league is spending $100 million. And they're going to fight for this de facto salary cap as hard as they can get. Yep. With the the, yeah, the luxury tax. Yeah. I think if you, if, if you want a salary cap so bad, you need to have a salary floor. That would be the give and take there. Like... There's salary caps in the NFL and the NBA, but it's structured so that the players are still getting paid. They're yeah, just but not the guaranteed contracts. There's non-guaranteed contracts. And, That's and the difference. The union is not going to go for that. So here's here's the thing. Major League Baseball contracts actually aren't guaranteed. What? Yeah, they're not. Yes. Yes. Say what? Explain that. I mean, tomorrow's not guaranteed. Is that what we're talking about here? No, we're not. Um, they're <laughs> they're legally not guaranteed, but nobody has actually like they they've just never tried to push the issue. 
Um, I I don't quite understand how or why it's like that, but I I read something about that. Like, I'm pretty sure it was last off season. Um, apparently, they're not actually guaranteed from a legal standpoint. Um, they just pretend that they are both sides. I don't know. Really? Hmm. Maybe maybe what I read was wrong, but I feel like I wouldn't have remembered it if it were just like Frank's blog dot you know WordPress. Balls boards. But I feel like this wouldn't be the first that I've ever heard of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have thought that last year too. But I, I yeah, I'm kind of there too. I would think like a small market owner who's got an albatross of a contract in their in their thinking wouldn't have sucked suck some lawyers. Six yeah, some lawyers, not six some lawyers. Let's play this out, though. <laughs> if, if, if you're the what? team that does that, no one is ever going to sign with your team again. Like, big guy, small well, guy, it doesn't matter. They're never signing with you. They're going to go somewhere else. I didn't read the article, but if it was making the point of they're not guaranteed because, like, in 2020, you have a prorated season, then that I can understand. You know, because it's not like Joey made the amount of money he was supposed to make in 2020. Yeah. Because they agreed to a prorated season that yeah. I, that I can understand. But, but from what I understand, other than that is you play 162, you're getting paid 162. Well, and like, I would think like the Bobby Bonilla situation with the Mets, that that would be where somebody would try to get the lawyers involved. If it was not guaranteed to try to not pay that money. Um, or like the Reds, oh, Ken Griffey Jr., still something like $40 million, whatever it is. Um, that's where I would think you would find somebody trying to find the... We, we got to get... Doug, you got to know enough people to to ask somebody that. Yeah, Doug. Well, I'm, I, can't, I can't do it right now. So. No, you're on a podcast right now. We'll, we'll wait. But, but, but wait. we know enough. Right. To, we'll pause. Let me, let me send, out, let me send out some text messages. Like <laughs> we do know enough call, to know it's call not Jim like NBA or NFL. Yeah, call I mean, Jim Bowden. I'll, I'll call Jim Bowden a lot of things. Jim Bowden, who was licking some ownership boots earlier on Twitter, saying the MLBPA needs to compromise and all this stuff. I'm like, they're not the ones who locked themselves out. The owners He's locked him out. Jim, Jim Bowden's the biggest used car salesman ever. I mean, there are stories about Jim Bowden just lying right through his teeth. Oh, dude. Even I listen to satellite radio constantly. He lies through his teeth all the time. Well, oh, I mean, like when he was the he, GM of the Reds, like, just like, lying like, to like people he, straight he, up. When, when, when he was GM of the Reds, he actually had said that he tried to say, sign Usain Bolt. <laughs> there, and... and Eduardo Perez called him on it, and he's like, show me where you tried to sign Usain Bolt. He's like, I did. I just got to put him out there as a pinch runner and blah, blah, blah. It, it, it's just funny. I mean, he just makes up shit sometimes. So, you know. Leather pants. And Jim Bowden. All leather pants with a Segway. <laughs> That's the one, the one of the few things that I really appreciated about Marty Brenneman was how much he hated Jim Bowden and didn't even hide it on the radio uh, in interviews. Didn't hide it. He loathed Jim Bowden for good reason, but Jim Bowden's not an owner. So thank God. Um, also with that tweet that Jeff Passon sent, 
He said that multiple owners are going to, uh, and players are going to come to these negotiations now, I guess, instead of just the, the teams of uh, negotiators that they've had. Um, there, there's owners that have put a lot of money on the table right now. You know, well, they, they, before, before the lockout happened, they were spending like crazy. They want to play ball. That's, that's just, I mean, that, some of the owners, the long and short of it. Some of, some the, of owners. the owners, some of the owners want to play ball. The rest of them would like to send all the Cubans and, you know, anybody that doesn't have very white skin probably back to wherever they came from and <laughs> okay. you know, go back to the 1930s, you know. But, you know, and that's what you have with rich old white people owning a bunch of shit. <laughs> so, but you can't tell me that Jeff Cohen and like, shit, let's build a team. I must have been in a 40 mil, <laughs> you know. Well, so Bob- I just saw this tweet. I, I feel like it's it's worth mentioning here from uh, Ben Nicholson Smith, who works uh, for Sportsnet in Canada. Uh, heard the MLBPA has told Major League Baseball not to expect expanded playoffs in 2022 if players miss the chance to play a full 162 games and be compensated for the full season. So that's interesting. Well, that's a nice little uh, card to play right there. So you want your expanded playoffs? Well, we're playing 162. Maybe that's why there's a little bit of fire under their butts now to start negotiating. Maybe that's why some of them are flying in to try and yeah. <laughs> uh, get this figured out because they they want that sweet playoff money. Because yeah, playoff money is a that's decent chunk of change. Real money. Yeah. Carlos, your thoughts on that? Um, would you, the thought of uh, expanded playoffs in exchange for getting started on time? That's a that's a good move right there. I like it. I love it, actually. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people against expanded playoffs. Um, to me, there's so much money in the playoffs that it was almost a given that there was going to be expansion anyway. Um, what, they're trying to add, what's the proposal? Two more teams? I think it so was four. Ma- Major, League, Major League Baseball wants to add, it, add four and make it 14 teams. The players countered and said, we'll give you 12. But, you know, we also want, you know, this, 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 and this. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, so, I don't know how I really feel about the expanded playoffs. Um, <laughs> every other league does. It seems fine. Um, the NFL expanded playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, me being greedy and being able to possibly see my buddy in, in the playoffs finally again. I mean, I'll take it, I guess. Yeah. So with if you if you expand to fourteen, you have seven teams in each league. Is that going to be like a buy for the number one seed? I mean, they could yes. go they yeah. could go over a week without playing. Yeah, yeah, it will. And what do I mean for teams like the Reds as they're currently constructed? Is that they'll get in? They would get. They could. They could sneak in and play like. No, the, it, it the won't Mets. even be sneaking in. They'll be in. You know, I mean, it's just you—you you don't have to field a really competitive not if, not team to make it in. Pitchers, they got. Yeah, not if they you trade know. Castillo and Mally, and which there was a, a thing on uh, MLB trade rumors that the Blue Jays were checking on Mally before the lockout. Well, you know, you—you you, you get to the playoffs, <laughs> you, 
you have the playoffs to make sure there's some really sticky bubble gum in the uh, in the dugout. You know? See what happens. <laughs> so, one other thing that came out in the last couple of weeks is that it looks like we're looking at a universal DH for uh, for both leagues. Finally, uh, I am in favor for the universal DH just because. I mean, I, I like offense. <laughs> uh, Doug, what are your thoughts on the universal DH in both leagues? Well, I, first off, I love it because I I can't stand watching pitchers try and hit because they're terrible at it, and it's not even really their fault. They're not they don't spend their time trying to hit because that's not their job. Um, but I, I I've been saying this for years. I the thing that I like about both sides, either having the DH or not having the DH, is that it makes free agency fair as it's been for a long, long time. The American league can offer that extra year that most national league teams can't do because they know that, Hey, when this guy's 37 years old, he can't play defense anymore. He's probably not going to be able to play defense anymore. And so, well, in the American league, you just slide that guy to the DH. So the, the elite hitters that you are trying to sign to those long-term contracts, the American league had a big advantage in the past in negotiations versus national league teams. Um, I, I mean, for nothing else, I like it for that reason. I like it. One, the one reason I like it is it's going to lead to less bunning and, and less bunning is always good. In my opinion, good I can't, point. I, I hate giving away outs. I, but I like arguing about that on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I hate, I hate giving away outs. You get 27 of them. You forgetting about extra innings, buddy. Well. And hopefully we'll never see the runner starting at second base thing again. I thought that was just... Only if it's like the Pirates versus the Nationals. Like, yeah, I'll go ahead and start it. Thank you. Or like if you say starting in the, like the 15th <laughs> inning, you do that. That would be one thing yeah. to try to get the game over with. But I don't know. I... It was just a bastardization, in my opinion. Yeah. Branch, your thoughts on yeah. bastards? Um, <laughs> just, because it help, just, just because it helps the Reds, I like the DH. Because we have no idea what the hell's going to happen with Moose and Gino. Well, it I, might make Joey, Joey last a little longer. Uh, who? I, I, I used to be against it, but now I'm like, well... I can shrug my shoulders and go for it. And Carl- watching pitchers, watching pitchers hit is stupid. It's dumb. It really is. Carlos, I'll see you some video later. Carlos, you. Oh, you, I, 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 are you, are, are you that that pitcher that hit five home runs in the minor leagues and is a slugger? No, I'm talking about <laughs> wiffle ball action, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, no, when, as soon as I could hear the ball coming. I was like, uh-uh, I'm out. I'm going to go into the <laughs> Like, started, They started throwing 86 miles an hour. I'm like, uh-uh. That's <laughs> Carlos, do you think Joey would be up for being a primary DH later in his years here? Maybe if he was coming back for like one, you know, on his, on his last year. He, he won't. He doesn't know. He doesn't want to do that. No way. Because I was thinking... If the Reds don't sign anybody, 
which is a possibility, a very good possibility that you're mm-hmm. looking at like moose or uh, Gino as your primary DH, maybe switching that up versus, you know, for matchup purposes, but uh, just they can't afford to not have him at first base. He, I mean, they, they don't have another first baseman really on the roster. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm saying like Gino and like Moose is not good over there. The no. fuck? Why you He's insult Kyle Moose Farmer hands. that way? Kyle, Kyle Farmer could be the best goddamn first baseman ever. Hey, he's dude. got shortstop locked down saying. for ten years. Dude, dude, if he can play shortstop, he can play first base. Best, uh, best first baseman ever. I don't know. I've seen shortstops play first base not very well. Dude, OPS of 548 all day short, long at first base. I'm <laughs> telling you. Let, hold on. Let, let me let me type it in. They can't be worse than Adam Dunn. At hold first on. I'm typing it in. If he plays <laughs> between June 17th and June 20th, like he did last year, he'll have an OPS of 1,000, 1,013. So That's how good Kyle Farmer would be. Sorry, I'm just picking on cherry picking. <laughs> I hope Kyle Farmer doesn't think I actually dislike him. It's just more of a joke for all of his. It is a joke. It's a joke about the people that were like going nuts about it. I don't really have anything against Kyle Farmer. It's just the people that were going nuts thinking he was the next Barry Larkin is what I oh, joke you're on about. His, you're on his list, buddy. That's fine. He, he used to hate like a few of my tweets, but mm-hmm. it's fine. It was all, it's all in fun, Kyle. So we did. I, ho- I, ho- I hope everybody really appreciated my deep dive into Kyle Farmer stats. But I'm telling you, between June 17th and June 18th, it's amazing. He it's it's, really it's good, literally amazing. He had a really good week there. <laughs> I joke about it like I could ever hit a major league pitch. <laughs> I mean, you could, but it would have to be one of those like Ephus pitches thrown by like your third string center fielder in the 19th inning. And he'd have to tell you it was coming. It would be like, I would just have to like hold the bat out and hope that the pitcher accidentally hit the bat <laughs> kind of situation. I mean, I'm old and fat. That's not a good combination for trying to hit a pitch. Anyway, we did get I, some. I see Juan Francisco do it in the Dominican Winter League every year. So <laughs> that's El Nino Destructor. Yeah, yeah, it is. And... But he's now an old fat guy. But he rakes. Hey, um... of course he was also way, way more talented and athletic than you ever were. But true, we won't talk about that. Kev- Kevin Mitchell was a pudgy guy that could absolutely rake. <laughs> Kevin Mitchell was like. Adonis by comparison to what Juan Francisco looks like right now. <laughs> That's true. Kevin Mitchell, man, if he had stayed healthy, he, hit. he could just wake up and hit. I mean, that 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 year that he he came to the Reds, he only played 90 games and hit 30 home runs. Is that good? Or? <laughs> a man, <laughs> and that's a riverfront. That wasn't a you know, JBP, that was a riverfront that played a lot more fair. Oh, man. Anyway, we did get a few listener questions um, over the last couple of weeks that 
I asked for some. Um, Red's Lantern asks, what are the odds that the answer to the outfield issue is to move Winker to right, play Suarez in left, and Moose at third? I do not see Suarez in the outfield. That ain't all. happening. I mean, you'll see Barrero in center before you'll see Suarez in the outfield. Uh, yeah, Nick and Nick and Carlos kind of hit this earlier in the week on yeah, on their uh, late night Reds podcast and. And honestly, Suarez is a D, or not Suarez, but Winker as a DH is probably better. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for the plug. And, and well, and those numbers, you're welcome. And those numbers don't lie. <laughs> yes, listen they, to the they late night they, 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 Those numbers don't lie. You know, they don't. And, and his defensive skills are, well. Good on Jesse for trying. I mean, the way it's looking now, you're looking at Aristides Aquino in right, probably. Fuck. Because God damn it, that's not good enough to do dick. Well, I mean, I know there's, I know there's the uh, the conspiracy slash rumor mill going around about Nick Castellanos and uh, yeah apartments and things we won't mention yeah. so that we don't get sued. I um, think that's bullshit. I think it is I too. I, I I think it's bullshit. Um, there's I, that. I have just as much. I just I have just as much faith in Freddie Freeman becoming a right fielder as I do that one. So oh, <laughs> I put Freddie Freeman in right just for his bat. Fuck yeah, I would too. <laughs> I totally would. <laughs> I mean, I don't care if he didn't get daddy balls. <laughs> yeah, I don't, whatever. There's Bring your back D- Billy Hamilton. There's your DH though. All that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie Freeman's going to get at least 200. He's going to get at least 200. At least 200. He might go back to the Braves. That'll be boring. Probably will go back, but... I don't think he's going to. I don't don't want him to go to the Yankees. I think he's going to go to the Yankees. He's too nice of a guy to end up with the Yankees. Oh, it's going to suck so bad because I love the dude. (laughs) And he's going to be playing for the Evil Empire. It's going to suck. But, uh... Um, Ain't the first time it's happened. <laughs> better not be the Cubs. God, it better not be the Cubs. Oh, You'll yeah. kill us. <laughs> Let's see. We thought Rizzo was a pain in the ass. Oh my God, Freddie Freeman in the Cubs uniform. <sighs> oh, that made my stomach hurt. Well, I mean, <laughs> they. I mean, they traded Rizzo last year, so yeah, an opening. Uh-huh. Uh, Frank Novak asks, uh, predict the dumbest thing the Reds will do in the next six months. The dumbest thing that they'll do is nothing. And that's what I predict that they'll do in terms of free agents. Because it could be six months before the season starts. So, <laughs> Anybody else have a dumb prediction for the Reds? They'll sign Kyle Farmer to a 10-year, $295 million contract. Play short stop. Hey, good for good for Kyle Farmer if that's the case. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Totally oh, oh we, we know because <laughs> everybody understands that that's not realistically going to happen. But uh, you know, I don't I don't have any ridiculous. But, but we ain't got Dick else to talk about. I so just let's don't just think they're going to do Kyle Farmer for fun. They're just not going to do much. <laughs> it, so. I I don't see them resigning Castellanos at all. I would love for him to be back. I just don't see it. I just don't think that they're going to How do you feel about – how do you – I mean, me personally, I want him to sign Chris Bryant. That's not going to happen. 
I know it isn't going to happen, but I I'd want love it to it. happen. I will. I'd, I'd stick him in left or right right now. Yeah. Just play him everywhere. Just play matchups. He can play left field, right field. DH. Third base, first base, DH. Yeah, just play him, play him wherever. That's what I want to come out of these contract negotiations and all this shit to where they're just like, fuck yeah. We're going to put Chris Bryant on the Reds somewhere. And I'm be like, hell yeah, I'm down. But then you woke up from your fever dream and realized that it didn't happen. Well, that's, yeah. But it would make me feel better about spending the thousands of dollars I spend on the Reds every goddamn year. <laughs> so. I just, I want, I just hope there's an opening day that we can all go to opening day again this year. That's my hope. Now that, you know, COVID is starting to go down, hopefully there's not another freaking variant that's going to piss me off. I'm done with the variants. Hopefully COVID is on its way down and we don't have to worry about that anymore. And we can just get back to living our lives, you know. So (laughs) Kyle Kapler asks, What's the one question you have no idea what the answer is? We could get meta on this. Doug, what's that one question you have no idea what the answer is? Anything. Well, since I know that ghosts and aliens are real. They're not. um, Again, I just told you they were, so you're wrong. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't have a, a good or smart, funny answer for this. I've got one. What what was there before the Big Bang? Mm, yeah, that is a good one. Because there had to be something. Was there yeah. like... <laughs> that? That's like... Is it like a Matrix kind of thing where there was other universe, it blew up, and now this is universe 2.0? Yeah, I mean, the, my thing is, is like, hey, we're all living in a simulation, right? Like, that that that's that's happening. We all understand that. We're not real. We're, we're a computer situation. Birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. Exactly. See? Coop <laughs> gets it. Carlos, what is, what's the one question you have no idea what the answer is? Uh, oh, shit. I don't know. Is, is each hero the real hit king? He is. Yes. Yes. We know the answer <laughs> to that. I knew y'all were going to say that. Like, <laughs> I just appreciate you it. setting us up. I really appreciate that. Uh, Alley-oop. Just teeing that one up. We'll just hit that one right down the center of the fairway. Branch, give us your meta question that you don't have the answer to. Explain the infield fly rule in five words or less. It's up to the umpire. Yeah, there you go. That's a good, that's a good answer. That's actually a really good answer. I'll never forget. <laughs> Was it... It was the Cardinals and was it the Braves where they called that infield fly that like made it like three quarters of the way in the outfield? Yeah. I hate subjective. I like my rules. Like this is the rule. If it doesn't make the Well here, it, going along going along with this week, we can go with what is pass interference in the NFL? What is a catch? What is a catch? <laughs> so, no. Why did the Bengals not invest in offensive line? I know. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Why, why can't position players shag their own balls during BP? <laughs> that is a good goddamn question right there. Oh. Yes. 
That is a great question. That's a good one. Nobody better qualified to ask it either. Hey, I'm... <laughs> um, <laughs> Greg Borchers asks, um, what are your predictions for transactions that will shape the eventual day roster? Um, I, I mean, and joke around saying they're not going to do anything. I think they'll they'll sign a couple of like veteran veterany guys for like one or two million to fill out the the bullpen. Um, I don't I don't see them making any kind of big splash other than maybe a trade. If they were to trade Luis Castillo, I hope not. But if they were, you would hope for a big return. Um, not so much with Sonny Gray or Tyler Malley, um, especially Sonny Gray. But I don't know. I just don't see anything big happening unless it's a trade. Uh, Carlos, do you see anything? Um, I guess if if they don't bring back Castellanos, where I think there's a good shot at it, um, they bring back they get two guys of equal or better value for cheaper. That's like two guys to fill out his production instead of just a one. Right. You know, for uh, a cheaper. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doug, do you see like anything? Like Conforto and someone else. You know? Really? You think they would get Michael Conforto? Maybe. I yeah, I, I think they're going to spend some money. I, I do. Really? Like, I, I think they'll be somewhat close to what their, their payroll was last year. That would be interesting. Cause I, <laughs> Doug, what do you think? Not much. Um <laughs> <laughs> That applies to both me actually thinking and what I think the Reds are going to do. Um, I just, I don't see them doing a ton. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's a situation where, you know, we've heard rumors about Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray being on the trade block for two years now, and they're still Reds, so I'm not expecting them to be traded. Uh, I think that it's going to be a situation where the Reds have a good enough core of players right now that especially if they end up getting expanded playoffs, that they're just going to roll with it and see what yeah. happens. Because That's they're they're good, good enough that if things just don't go wrong for them, they can probably sneak into the playoffs. That's a good point. Uh, Branch, I, I, I think that I think they could do that if they get someone like Castellanos. I don't well, think they, they can do it without get, him. Definitely, if they get Castellanos. Yeah, I just I don't think they can do it without him if they don't bring sign anybody else, and I don't think they're a playoff team. I mean, I, I if, you, if you have seven, if you have seven teams making the playoffs, let's let's say that you, whatever ends up in the in the CBA, that mm-hmm. they they agree to seven teams. I mean that that's an 82, 83 win team. I mean I, I I think the Reds can be an eighty two or eighty three win team without Castellanos if nothing really goes wrong. You know, if, if Joey yeah, Otto stays right. healthy, Jesse Winker stays healthy, and the starting pitch the the big three starting pitchers stay healthy. I mean, I, I think that's enough, really. That's a lot yeah. of ifs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it, yeah, it is. I agree with that. It is, but I also think that when you're, when you're trying to align yeah. your resources and payroll or whatever the heck that exact line was, <laughs> like, you know, you, you, you're willing to roll the dice on that. And that, that's just kind of how I'm looking at it. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, obviously. Oh, I, I hope I'm wrong, too. Wants, they, they, you know, we, we want the Reds to do better, but, you know, it, yeah. I, I also know what reality is. So. Like, Sidebar, real quick. Do you think that 
Castellini is like annoyed with Crawl whenever he does his interviews. Like, Jesus, keep your mouth shut. You're not supposed <laughs> to say that stupid shit. I don't know if he pays that close attention to what Crawl says, any regardless. I just see him as more of a hands off kind of guy. Like, I'm semi retired. This is my little pet thing. I'll come to the games and. I just don't. I don't know. Although he loves to reject trades when it increases payroll. I mean, from where I'm standing, I mean, I, I think that every GM slash slash president of baseball operations, depending on if your organization has that anymore or not. I mean, they're they have their baseball job, but they also have the I have to be the fall guy job. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely think that Nick Kroll could uh, improve the way that he says certain things. But, I mean, he's also being paid to take the brunt of the criticism for things that are being handed to him by the one or two men above him. Yeah, for sure. It's just like those one or two words that he puts in there that we all we all recommend, you know, like yeah. what he say earlier, like, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like... That's like... He's... You're not talking to your buddy on the phone. You're talking to... Yeah the fan base basically when you're talking to the to the media uh branch other than your 10-year uh kyle farmer contract what else do you see the rest still uh i'm i i think they'll end up uh either signing or trading for uh a, a somewhat decent left-handed catcher oh they're gonna need another catcher um yeah but Andrew right. Knapp doesn't do it for you? Or no. Chris Oakey doesn't either. Yeah. <laughs> He's not in the conversation. I know. So. Fuck, fuck Chris Oakey. Shout out. Shout Ryan out to Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that they're going to try to let this outfield see where it lays. The infield, there's a log jam. The outfield, there's kind of a log jam. It, unless, like Carlos is right, and they do uh, – they do actually re-sign Castellanos, and you know, I mean, God, I, I think the biggest move they're going to make is is some sort of mid-level backup catcher. Here's here's my biggest fear: is that they take Spiders. Cast- no snakes. No, it's actually death. But no, <laughs> um, my biggest fear is that they make a trade with Luis Castillo and attach a contract to it to where they don't get back very much. Like attaching Moose's contract to a Castillo trade to where they don't get a whole lot back, but they get that money off the books. That's my biggest fear of something that would happen. That's very fair. Because, I mean, you you basically waived Wade Miley to save a million dollars. What else? Yeah. What else would you do? I mean, you didn't pick up what was it an eight million dollar option on uh, Barnhart's contract? Yeah, but he. I mean, Barnhart had to go. No, Barnhart I did have to go. That yeah. one I didn't have as as much a problem with because they at least. I mean, the yeah. guy's probably not going to mention anything, but they at least got something back for him. Maybe, um, like the. The Wade Miley one is the one to me is still like what the hell. That one I don't, no I don't think he'll be. 
you know, anything near than what he's been the last two years this year. But still, he's got to be close to at least half of what he was worth. That was a hell of a lot of innings he ate. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, you those pick were a lot of in- Those were a lot of innings. If you, and innings matter. If you want to move you know? him, you pick, up, you pick up his contract and then trade him. Or... Yeah. I don't know. Just the waving him to save a million dollars. Just a million dollars. It's just yeah, crazy. yeah. And, and I feel for Wade too in a little ways because, like, dude, he really seriously put up some innings. And oh. damn it, I mean, those innings are expensive. It's just what it is. You put zeros on the board and you eat them up. It's expensive. And now he gets he to pitch a lot of damn money. Now he gets to pitch. Now he's a regular. <laughs> I, I still think he's going to the Angels before the season starts or whatever season starts, but, you know. If the Angels don't get shut down for providing pills to their players. Well, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Yeah. But but I still think that Miley's going to end up with the Angels. So Why don't, Let's talk about that. Matt Harvey basically admitted that he was snorting coke and pills during games. Carlos, you ever snorted some coke during a game? I did not, and I would not like to speak on this topic. <laughs> if you were Daryl Strawberry, would you have smoked coke? Would you have snorted smoked some coke what in now? between? What are we doing? What? <laughs> snorted some coke. Sorry, I've been drinking. And snorted some coke in between innings. You talk oh about a performance enhancing drug right there. Dude, I'm telling, I'm telling you, I'm reading the stuff that's coming out of this damn Michael K thing is like, it's just okay. Sad. This is this is this is it's sad, but it's sporting news, 1985. Well, it's just because because it sounds like when we were talking about the Mets. What what pisses me off about it is these people that are cutting these drugs with fentanyl. Fentanyl, you you overdose on that and you're gone. You just, I mean, it is so strong. And the fact that they're cutting these people are cutting drugs with fentanyl just, I mean, you're killing people. And I know this is way off topic, but I mean, just give people their regular drugs and let them be. Don't put fentanyl in their shit. I'll get off my soapbox now. Drug dealers, come on now. I need the I need the regular weed, <laughs> not the hopped up weed. Just the yeah. regular weed. Don't don't put PCP in the weed. Just the weed. Just the regular weed. <laughs> Although I knew a guy in college that would take a handful of cassettes before drinking and he would get messed up. You don't do that, people. Don't. That could that could be Dude, I had one friend that that he got he was he was a weed smoker, right? He got he bought shit at Myrtle Beach once. Went crazy on pay and it was laced with peyote. <laughs> That, mother, that motherfucker was trying to throw his ass off a roof of a goddamn hotel. And it was like, you know. <laughs> Hopefully he landed in the pool. <laughs> Excuse me. It ended, up being, it ended up being he was fine. But but that was because me and like three other of his friends are like, you dumbass. When the guy comes up to you and goes, here, smoke this. Don't do it. Well, everybody's got the story where somebody... Somebody's friend got overly messed up on something. Somebody's got a babysitter to make sure they don't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, 
your thoughts? Drugs are bad. <laughs> That's all. That's all I got. I got you. Um, but yeah, Matt Harvey basically is not going to pitch again. I mean, I had, I had seen something earlier today. Maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. I'm old man. I don't. Time's not real. Um, that Matt could be suspended for 60 games if he gets someone to sign him to a contract because he was providing opiates to Major League Baseball players. And one that died. So, I don't think we're going to see Matt Harvey ever pitch in the nope. leagues again um, for multiple reasons, but I think that that one is the one that will keep anybody who is even contemplating giving him a chance to be like, yeah, you know what, we're going to go in a different direction. What about C.J. Crone? You think he gets a chance based on his that testimony? That one, I, I don't... I, I, I didn't. I didn't see his testimony, so I don't. It want wasn't to really... as bad as the Matt Harvey one. I think he would still get a chance. It's just his production versus the questions you're going to have to that they're going to come with signing him. I don't know. Maybe he'd have to take a minor league deal or a uh, like a independent league deal or something. Nah, I think I, I think everybody attached to that case is done. MLB just MLB just gonna like everybody that's attached to that. Obs- out. Shout out to obscure former former Reds, Cambadrosian, uh, if I could pronounce it right, was also involved in that testimony. He he pitched what about I don't know how much he pitched for the Reds, but or did he ever? Yeah. He was signed. Yeah. Shout out to there could probably Jim. be a lot of finger pointing going on if they wanted to get nasty with it. And it, and it, and it is unfortunate. Well, I hope it doesn't. Yeah. MLB is a microcosm of society. You're going to have that shit no matter what. Well, yeah. I mean, like even on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Doug Doug snorts PCP all the time. That's why he was late. Yeah. He was yeah. late because he was meeting a dealer. <laughs> he does. Yeah. And, I, and I'm five key bumps in right now. Shout out BRM. <laughs> that, big, that big red machine. So, you know. <laughs> I'm it's a weight loss drug. Don't give me shit. I'm high on Powerade right now. <laughs> it's too much sugar, Coop. Not gonna be able to go to bed. No, it's the, <laughs> it's the zero. It's the zero sugar. Ain't no such thing. So, so that means it's healthy. <laughs> um. Well, that about wrap up this edition of the podcast. We'll go around the room here. Have everybody give their final thoughts. And Branch, why don't we start with you? Um, shit, I got bucks. I mean, we're in a pretty dark, damn dead place in MLB right now, aren't we? Uh, I hope they start like making some headrooms soon because my drinking habits are going to have to change with MLB. Hey, if I could quote Harvey Dent from The Dark Knight, you're doing fine. The night is always the darkest before the dawn. I don't know if that was an actual famous quote, but it was from The Dark Knight. I thought that was a rap song. Uh, I I really like to smoke meat and hang out and listen to uh, uh, the baseball while the meat is cooking. And if it's gone, then I'm going to be really mad about it. That's all I'm going to say. What, the meat? The meat or the baseball? It just ruins up the whole vibe of the evening, man. I mean... There's so many goddamn Skype playlists you can find, you know, or 
or whatever they're worth the damn. If you need music, I can hook you up with some of my music. I am not listening to any of your Cannibal Corpse shit, dude. <laughs> Slayer, Metallica. Gosh. Yeah, gosh. that should get... That, I need 162 days of entertainment in the summer. <laughs> and that shit gets old. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, your final thoughts. I'm an idiot. Yes. Let's start with that. Um, so I actually did go back and find that article that I was talking about. And both yes and no that contracts are or are not guaranteed. Um, there there are some outs for certain contracts, but generally speaking, contracts are guaranteed. Uh, is I'm it not like, going to dive into it too much. Is it like so. like the Jeff Kent situation where if he had been caught, gotten hurt riding his bike? I mean, bike? Th- that that is a situation, but no, that's not what it was talking okay. about. Um, he should be a Hall of Famer, by the way. Sorry. Okay, well, um, <laughs> there, that, there, there's there's that. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm I'm hoping that the players <laughs> using their uh, we're not going to give you playoff expanded playoffs this year if you don't get a, a CBA agreed to this year. Kind of gets things really rolling um, because I need I need base more than probably anybody else listening here because. Uh, until I make my living. It's, it's like your job or <laughs> something it's, like, you know. It, it, it's not going well right now over the last two and a half months. Um, so you I, want to I, I only have so much savings to live off of, guys. So uh, let's let's get it together. And when I say let's get it together, I'm talking to the owners. Because the players are not asking for anything remotely close to unreasonable. That's Carl, all I got. Doug, are you going to camp? I am not. Well, No. Because Phil, because Phil couldn't go. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, that, let's go with that. <laughs> Doug and Phil spooned in a house in the Greater Phoenix area. <laughs> Shout out to Phil, uh, Carlos. Your final thoughts? Um, um, hoping something goes down here pretty quick. Now that they've got scheduled meetings more often. Um, I really wish MLB The Show was out now and not wait until freaking April to come out. Burn. Don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. We're adults. I mean, you probably shouldn't do too many drugs. I mean, I don't want to get in anybody's business. If they're an adult, you do what you want. Yeah. As long as you're not killing people, I'm fine with it. Okay. <laughs> do, it, do, it, do it responsibly and safely, right? Right. I mean, privacy your own home kind of thing. Uh, for my final thoughts, um, we're going to do a limited series that has nothing to do with baseball, uh, the Murder Cast, where we're going to talk about some conspiracy theories slash uh, rumors, uh, innuendo about famous murders. We're going to kick it off with the O.J. Simpson murder case. Uh, the main co-host from that will be uh, Ram at Unc Ram. Shout out to Ram and Callie. Uh, we'll also have some other people here and there, and anybody uh, of our regular rotation of uh, guests are welcome if they want to talk murder. It's just something fun to pass the time while the lockout ensues and before we get to the season. So hopefully, you know, we'll get to baseball sooner rather than later, but in the meantime, we'll, we'll have a little fun talking about murder. 
And what's more fun than murder, Doug? A lot of things. <laughs> oh, I thought you said it's more fun than murdering Doug. Wow. That doesn't sound fun ice to me cream. at all. That's, that's kind of... <laughs> I'm not in this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just something... I don't know. It's just something. Let's just go with that. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Nah, honestly, that could be a lot of fun because on a Callie I mean, and Ram, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. They they Callie have and Ram series on OJ, and it is Callie and I, Ram. I will not be part of that podcast, but I'm looking goddamn forward to it. <laughs> Callie and Ram are all about the murder. The, I mean, Callie got invited to New York for Dateline. That's how much she's yeah. into this stuff. So. Yeah, like she's friends with all the Dateline people, like for real. So she knows all about the murders and stuff. So, so look for that. Uh, we'll probably record the first one, maybe next week. We got to look at schedules, um, but it'll be titled a little different. There'll be a different picture with it, so that you'll know. If you don't want to listen to the murder case, that's all right. But the tens of you that listen, if we can get five of you. Then we'll have done our job. So for Carlos and Doug and Branch, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio.